Welcome back to Constructive Liberty, a podcast dedicated to helping you design a lifestyle of freedom and create a life and career you love. The main topic of today's show is build it better. And I've got a couple of quotes for you about being better, about building better. Brandon Sanderson in his book Oathbringer said he hadn't changed in one giant leap, but across a million little steps. He hadn't changed in one giant leap, but across a million little steps. Guys, it takes a million little steps to get to where you want to go. Shahin Shah Hafiz Khan says this, Your choices define you. You either choose to do well today, or you spend tomorrow defending your choice of not making the best use of yesterday. Ultimately, your tomorrows will be the sum of choices undertaken yesterday and today. Therefore, your choices define you. That is so important to realize, to understand, to really let that sink in how your choices define you. They make you into who you are. You are the sum of your past choices. No matter what's happened to you, and lots of people have had terrible things happen to them. It's awful some of the crap that happens to people outside of their control. But what you can control is what you do with the situation you're given. The choices you make inside of that. The choices you make coming through those circumstances define the person that you become. Whether you choose well today or spend tomorrow making your choice, defending your choice of not making the best use of yesterday, your tomorrows are the sum of choices taken yesterday and the day before and today. You become the sum of the choices that you make. So make the right choices. Before we get into the main topic of the show, I want to tell you about an event that I've got coming up middle to the end of June. I don't have a set date, but I'm throwing this out there to gauge the interest in this event. I'm calling it the Teen Catalyst Experience. The first, maybe annual, maybe multiple times a year. I'm not sure where exactly this will go. But the Teen Catalyst Experience is a camping weekend out here on my wife and my homestead. We've got 20 acres out here, and our big picture vision is to create a place for teens to come in to learn real hard skills, to learn even soft skills, to help them create the life and career that they love. And so the Teen Catalyst Experience, the first ever one coming up in June, It's going to be a father-son weekend. This is going to be for dads and sons to come together to bond, to, to build their relationship, to do some camping, to learn real skills like how to build something. We might do some welding. There will definitely be some homesteading things. We may have somebody in to talk a little about permaculture and how to apply that to your life, how to apply permaculture principles to your life. It's not just about gardening. I've got a lot of ideas in my head, and I haven't finalized the uh, the the agenda for the weekend yet. The overall agenda is to help create better, stronger, more resilient teenagers, to help them become adults who can change the world, who can think critically, who know who they are at their core, and can utilize that to go make the world a better place. If that sounds like something you would be interested in, or if you've got 
boys and no dad to send along with them and would love for your boys to attend, we can work that out. So just send me an email, whether you're a father, a son, or a father and a son, or you're a mom who wants to send her sons. Send me an email to ken at teencatalyst.com and just put in the subject line, Teen Catalyst Experience, and tell me a little about your situation and what you'd love to learn or to have your sons learn at an event like this, what you would look forward to the most about this. Again, that's the Teen Catalyst Experience coming up in June, middle to the end of June. I'll definitely have that date set within the next several weeks, and we'll start working on that agenda, get a few speakers out and about, and we'll get that together for you guys. So I'm super excited about that. It's something I've been planning on. It's been in the works for a little while now. I just announced it really last week is the first time I've talked to anybody about it. And so I thought it was time to bring it to you guys here on the Constructive Liberty podcast and throw that out there. With that, I'd like to invite you to support the show by buying me a book. You can go to my Amazon wish list. I'll drop the link in the show notes and buy me a book from there. Or I'd love it if you'd send me your favorite book. I love reading and I don't take as much time to read as I'd like to, but I love to read. So if you've got a book that you love, that you think that I would benefit from or would just enjoy, I'd love if you'd share that with me. Send it to me, share it with me, let me borrow it. However you want to do that. I'm going to drop my Amazon wish list in the show notes. And if you have one of those books and would like to share it with me, then that would be awesome as well. You can just send that to me without spending any money on Amazon or anywhere else you buy your books. I also want to remind you, last week I did a uh, a live training about DISC personalities, which we've talked about in the past. And I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago in my show about the fear archetypes. That webinar or training, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to be re I am going to be releasing it as a bonus episode on Friday. So make sure you check in for that. If you're interested in personalities, if you want to know more, if you want to go deeper, learn about yourself, there's so many resources and that's all coming out on Friday. So make sure you check back in for that bonus Constructive Liberty episode. And now on to the main topic of the show, build it better. I don't remember exactly what I called it. Build it better, build back better, build it right the first time. I'm not sure, but build better, do things better. I'll tell you a little story. Five years ago, when we, we being my wife and I moved to Kentucky onto our homestead, it was nothing but raw land. And we moved up here with a camper and nothing else. Aside from a few possessions that would fit inside the camper and my trailer and a storage building, a storage unit, which was not on the property. Living in a camper is great and all, but you're out in the elements, basically. Every time it rains, it pounds on the roof and keeps you awake. Every little breeze blows by and shakes the camper. The awning, the rollout awning is not very sturdy. And... As can happen in January, February, March here in Kentucky, the wind really picks up that time of year. One day, we had not closed the awning, and a wind picked up and ripped the awning right off the camper. It just blew it over the top of it, ripped it, and it was just hanging there. So I had to get rid of the awning. 
And at that point, we were simply out in the elements. We were open. I mean, there, there was no there was no outside of the camper except in the elements, in the sun, in the rain, in the wind, all of that. So we ended up moving the camper slightly to a spot where we could build a pavilion over it. And this pavilion was meant to be temporary. This pavilion was approximately the length of the camper and about twice as wide. That would give us a nice covering over the camper so it wouldn't rain on it. And it would also give us a little front porch area, if you want to call it that. So this was to be temporary, right? So I built it very temporary. I designed my own trusses, which was basically a couple of 14-foot 2x4s, nailed them together at the peak, and then I had a 2x4 about a third, maybe half the way down going across to help help them keep their shape. But if any of you are builders, you know that a 14-foot 2x4 is not that strong. It's not meant to free span 14 feet. And as can happen, my trusses sagged. So if you look at the roof of my pavilion, it has a major sag in it. I just tell people I designed it that way because everybody likes that curved roof to their curved look to their roof. But that's not the case. It's because I didn't build it right the first time. I built it temporary. I built it thinking, well, I'm just going to take it down at some point and, you know, I'll, I'll use the material for somewhere else. I built it very temporary. I didn't think through the whole process. I didn't think it through to the next uses, to the next step, figuring out what I might want to use that pavilion for after we build our house and get out of the camper and move the camper away from there. It was meant to be temporary. And right now it's permanently temporary. It's it's four years after we've built that pavilion and it's still there. It still has the saggy roof on it. (laughs) How temporary is temporary, right? You know, temporary oftentimes becomes forever. Temporary doesn't stay temporary. Temporary can last a really, really long time. Case in point, the pavilion over top of my camper. My point in all of this is people are like that pavilion. I am like that pavilion. We tend to wander through life thinking that we'll get our shit together Someday. You know, we always put it off to someday. We think that we'll figure it out someday. You know, we often come out of high school not knowing what we want in life or where to start. And, you know, we'll figure that out someday. So for now, I'm just going to take what comes and hope that something better comes my way. But so many times, better doesn't come. And we get comfortable where we're at. We think, ah, we'll be fine until better gets here. But, you know, so often better doesn't come. Actually, better never comes. It never comes to you. Because unlike those shoes that you really want, you can't order better from Amazon. Unless there's a book called Better, which somebody's probably going to go find it and order it, send it to me, and prove that you can order better on Amazon. But that's not the better that you want. Because truth of the matter is, you probably haven't even sat down to, to define what better looks like for you. You don't even know what better is. All you know is that better doesn't look like what you've got now. You know, what you've got now started out as temporary. 
if you're 30, 35, 40, 50, 70 years old, and you've never sat down to define what better looks like for you, you've probably just let life happen to you. You've settled for a temporary life and it became permanent. Your life is the awning over my camper. Your life is that pavilion. It's temporary, but it stays there forever until it falls down because it wasn't built right. It wasn't built to last. You spend time building something temporary, like that pavilion, and you know it's not right. You know that it's not meant to be forever, but you forget that after a while. And eventually... It's been there for too long. You've got too much crap stacked in it, fastened to it, attached to it, trees growing up around it, to be able to tear it down. It, the, the time invested in tearing it down is not worth it. It's better at that point, at least in the physical sense of like uh, pavilions and buildings and things like that, it's better to just build a new one and let that one fall down when it will. But life isn't the same. Life, you only get one shot. If you get to this to the end of life and it falls down around you because you didn't build it better, because you built it temporary and it falls down around you, you don't get another shot. You don't get another go at life. You look around and you wish that you could have the better life that your friends or your neighbors have. But so often when we get to that point, we have too much time invested in what we've got now, in what's temporary. You spent too many years building that construction business or working at the, at the auto factory or, or being a teller down at the bank or selling insurance, even though you hated it and it was only temporary to get you by. You don't want to take that step backwards to build better, to build something better. Better is not just going to come to you. You have to go out and get it and make it happen. You have to sit down and define what better looks like for you. You've got to do that. What does better look like for you? Do you know what better is? I had a question of the day picked out, and I think it goes well with this, with this episode, with building better. The question of the day, I'll go ahead and share it with you now. If you won the lottery, would you keep working in your current profession? Would you keep doing what you're doing today? If you won the mega millions, what would you what would change about your life? Would you keep doing what you're doing? Guys, it's not too late to build better. Yes, sometimes that means you're going to take a step back. Yes, sometimes that means losing something that you've worked years, decades even for. But just know that you're building for better. You're being intentional about creating a better life, creating a life and career that you love. Life coming first. Life comes before career. Career is an add-on to enable the life you want. Career needs to revolve around your life, not the other way around. If your life revolves around your career, then you didn't build better. You don't even know what better looks like for you. Don't build temporary. Don't build your life to be temporary. Don't build pavilions over campers to be temporary. Because just like the pavilion, your life will sag. Your life will twist. It will be out of square and out of plumb. You need to build 
better. Build it right the first time. That is the purpose of my life, is helping teens build better. Build it right the first time. Figure out what they love about life and create a life and career around that. That is my better life. That is what better looks like for me. What does better look like for you? Okay, I'm done with the better thing. I want to share with y'all a little theory that I've got floating around in my head. And I shared a video on TikTok about this. I haven't gotten any responses for it yet because I just shared it just before I did the podcast. But I have this theory that all knowledge exists inside your head. Think about that for a second. All knowledge that's ever been exists inside your head, inside your brain. Because what is your brain? I just did a quick search, and here's what hopkinsmedicine.org says. The brain is a complex organ that controls thought, memory, emotion, touch, motor skills, vision, breathing, temperature, hunger, and every process that regulates our body. Together, the brain and the spinal cord that extends from it make up the central nervous system. I'm going to scroll down just a little bit here. Gray matter. The brain consists of gray matter and white matter. Gray matter is primarily composed of neuron somas. The different composition of neuron parts is why they appear as two separate shades on the scans. So how does the brain work? It sends and receives chemical and electrical signals throughout the body. Different signals control different processes, and your brain interprets each. Some make you feel tired, while others make you feel pain. Some messages are kept within the brain, while others are relayed through the spine and across the body's vast network of nerves to distant extremities. Anyway, what I'm trying to to tell you is that the brain and the, the, the thoughts inside the brain, the things that it does, are not physical. We're talking about thoughts today and knowledge. The knowledge is not something physical that you can put inside your brain. It's not like you can write it on a piece of paper and have somebody drop it into your brain. You can tell yourself something or read something or see something and your brain in the amazing process of the neurons creating new pathways in your brain records that. And that becomes a thought and a memory. So think about that for a second. What is a thought? What is a memory? It's knowledge. You know those things at this point. But nothing new went into your brain. All that happened was your neurons moved around and created a new pathway. They were there already. They just assembled in a different manner to create a new piece of knowledge that you didn't recognize before. Think of a computer and how fragmented the bits of data can be in a computer. If you don't have the proper program to assemble those parts of those pieces of data in the right way, then it means nothing. It's useless. But if you have the right program to assemble those pieces of data, it can create a beautiful picture or it can create an amazing intellectual article or a video. But unless you have the program assemble those pieces of data, think neurons in the brain, unless it's assembled in the right manner, it's useless. So that's where my theory comes from that all knowledge exists inside your brain. It's just not assembled in the proper way. So to to you guys out there, you guys and gals, when I say gals, I mean 
or when I say guys, I mean everybody, y'all people, (laughs) and me included, when we think that we can't learn something, when we're struggling to grasp a concept, just remember that the knowledge is in there. All you're trying to do is rearrange those neurons to create a pathway, which the pathway means that it's burned into your brain, that you, that you can remember it. So all you need to do is assemble those neurons in the right way, often enough. And that thought, that knowledge, that concept will stick in your brain. That is my theory. I kind of went a long way around that to to describe my theory, and I hope I hope it got to you in one piece. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a theory that I came up with that I've got. I'd like to invite you to sign up for our weekly emails about the podcast. Every time we release a podcast, we send out an email to remind you that hey, check out the Constructive Liberty podcast. We've got a new episode this week. Occasionally, I throw a bonus in there. A little ebook or a tool or a concept that, you know, might help your life be a little better, a little easier, might help you to build your life a little better, like we talked about earlier. So make sure you go sign up. I'll drop a link down in the show notes somewhere. You can find that. Just click the link, sign up, drop your email address in, and get the email every week and share it with a friend when you do get that. So they can also check out the Constructive Liberty podcast and learn about building it right the first time, building better. Again, the question of the day, if you won the lottery, would you keep working in your current profession? Let me know. Send an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com letting me know what you would change about your life if you won the lottery. The last thought I want to leave you with from Shakuraj Dillon. Your beliefs don't make you a better person. Your behavior does. Your beliefs don't make you a better person. Your behavior does. With that, I want you to remember that you matter, you have a purpose, and you are loved. Do good work. 